Welcome back. Glory to God. He is so good. He is so faithful. Praise the Lord. Great to be with each and every one of you today. Jesus, our master, our teacher. Jesus, our master, our teacher is what I'm going to talk to you about today. We've been in the names of God and in the names of Jesus series. And today we're going to talk about Jesus, our master. Amen. Welcome to all of you as you're joining in today. Um, go ahead and share the video. Feel free to share where you're watching from as well. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We bless you. We're glad that you're a part of this platform. Amen. So master means teacher. It means rabbi. It means, it means owner. Master means teacher. Jesus is our teacher. It, it means rabbi and he's and it also means owner amen so the word master jesus is the final source of all uh, concerning truth he is the final source his word is the final source of all truth because jesus is the word amen so jesus is the word and his word is the final source he is the final source and he shows us the way to go so Jesus, our master, our teacher, the rabbi, the uh, the rabbi, right? Our owner will show us the way to go. And in John 14, 6, the word of the Lord says this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the father except for through me. That These are the words that Jesus spoke. He said, I am. I am the way. So he's the he's our master. He is the way to life. To, he is the way to eternal life. He is the way to bring salvation here and now. He is the way to bring healing and restoration. He is the way to bring true wisdom, godly wisdom and discernment here on earth, this side of heaven. Amen. He is the way. He is our master our teacher. He will teach you concerning all things. And of course, we know he sent the Holy Spirit of whom resides on the inside of us, which will teach us all things and points to Jesus, which points to the Father. Amen. So in Luke 9, 38, they called Jesus master because he healed the sick daughter. And they called him master. You know, Jesus proved that he was truly Lord, um, and owner by healing this this uh, this girl this daughter. So in Luke six, I want to I want to read to you from Luke's. I'm sorry, Luke nine. I want to read to you from Luke nine. Nine thirty-eight. And in Luke nine, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so it happened on the next day here. He says here, teacher, I employ you. He says, my child, he says, look upon my son. He's my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him so that he foams at the mouth and it and it departs from him with great difficulty, bruising him. Now, this child was literally um, being affected by demonic spirits, right? To the point to where... They were bruising him. He was an epileptic child. So I implore your disciples to cast it out, but they could not, could not do so. And Jesus said, he says, oh, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? He says, bring him here. 
And of course, he he rebuked the unclean spirits. He healed the child. He gave it gave the child back to his father. Amen. And so here we we can see the over and over and over as you read through the accounts here in in the in the gospels, we can see over and over and over again where they said, "Lord, my child is sick. Lord, my son, my daughter, you know, they're sick. They're bound by iniquity." Um constantly over and over and over as a matter of fact in psalms david cried out and he said lord my lord and my savior my master he said you surround me with shield with the shield of your protection because he is our master he's our teacher he's our owner now in the world they think oh owner i don't want to be owned by anybody right you know um, but you, can you see how rebellious that is? I don't want to be owned by anyone, anyone, you know, like, well, there's, there's protection in being owned by Jesus because he's purchased you with his perfect spotless blood, his eternal powerful blood. So there's actually protection when you know the heart of God, um, understanding him as master, as teacher and as owner is not offensive. It's not offensive. It's not, it's not um, confining or restrictive in any way. As a matter of fact, it's liberating because you know the heart of God for you. You know that he is for you, not against you. You know that he, he is, he's your protector. You know that he is leading you, as we read already in, in John 14, 6. He said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth and I am the life. So he, he literally will pave that way for us. And when we yield to him, and I know that when most of you online, because you love him, those that watch, you know, on the live broadcasting and many that watch the replays as well, you know, if you love him because you have seen his faithfulness, you have had a personal encounter with the Lord. You have read through the word, you know, his goodness towards you, his forgiveness towards you. Um, you've accepted him, most of you a long, long time of, ago. And because of that, you have seen his faithfulness, calling him master, calling him teacher, calling him owner does not offend you. Instead, it delights you. It literally delights your heart because you know the goodness of God. You know the goodness of God. Amen. You know that he is an ever present help in time of need. You know that he is consistent. You know that he is, he is the answer. He is the source of all truth and he will never lead, lead you in a wrong way. He will lead and guide you in, in the paths of righteousness, but he will never abandon you to the grave. He doesn't, he doesn't move on your behalf and then just leave you um, to figure it out the rest of the way. He is the greatest master. He's, he's the greatest master right and so we know that in Matthew 6:24 the word of the lord says that you cannot you cannot serve god and mammon which means you cannot serve god and the devil so some people think that mammon is money but mammon is not money but it is the love the love of money so you cannot serve god and the devil right you you will either hate one and love the other or you will endure one and you will despise the other so regardless of whether you um, intentionally realize or not that you have a master, you do. So whether your master is Jesus or whether your master is the devil, but either way, either even just by default, even you know, if you don't choose Jesus, then you automatically by default have chosen the devil without even saying so. Right? So, you know, until you became a child of God, you were a child of the devil. 
The word is very clear about that. Some people don't like to hear that. Some people think that's quite offensive. Well, the gospel was offensive to those that didn't have an understanding of truth, to those that were unsubmissive to the Lord. The gospel was and is offensive. So before you chose Christ, before you said, I choose Jesus Christ, you were by matter of default choosing the devil. You were a son or a daughter of the devil before you became a son or a daughter of the living God. And so, and that's just, that's just basic Bible 101, you know, and because it's not always taught, sometimes people that are not students of the word, uh, they have a hard time with that. They have a hard time with that. But the truth of it is, is this, when we allow our lives to be molded by the truth of God's word and not our feelings or our emotions or what we've been taught, traditions of men, right? Then we are actually literally building our life line upon line, line, precept upon precept on the word of God, which will never, he, Jesus, who is the word, will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good. He's faithful. And so in Proverbs, I have a scripture for you in Proverbs 12 and 15. And this is what the word of the Lord says. He says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. And we know that Jesus is the counselor, right? We, we've talked about that. He is the counselor, the counselor of all counselors. And uh, not only is he your counselor, but he's your judge. He's your advocate. He's, he's, he's your lawyer, right? He's your defense attorney, right? He is the counselor and he's going to give you great counsel. So here it says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. So everyone thinks that they're right in their own eyes until their lives have been um, born anew in Christ and they realize, well, maybe there's something that I need to look at in myself. Maybe I'm not as right as I think, right? So the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You think you're right. You can't always see your faults, but he who heeds counsel, and we're referring to godly counsel, meaning from the counselor, he who heeds counsel is wise. And this was Proverbs 12 and 15. So Jesus is our teacher, but in order to heed receive the benefits from our teacher, you need to be able to heed the counsel that he gives. And the Bible says that if you heed counsel, that the Bible says that you are wise. But if you don't heed counsel, the Bible says he likens you as a fool, right? So it's a very strong word, very strong word, you know, to be called a fool, right? Versus wise. Now, I believe that those that are online love you, love Jesus, like at least watching live, because I know I see your names and I know that you're on here every morning. And so for most of you, you know, and, and so it's, it's a powerful thing when we can just get the word in us because it'll save you from so much heartache, so much trouble. When you get the word in you, it will save you from so much trouble. It, you know, it'll literally pave that the road for you because he is your master, because he is your teacher, because he does, he wants to own you, not in a way of causing you to be robotic. He didn't make robots. He gives us free will, right? But owning means, do I have your heart? Like, will you submit to me when you don't understand or when you don't like what's going on? Will you still be submissive and allow me to teach you and to press you through, move you on along so that 
you receive the righteous fruit of right the fruit of righteousness of which he comes to bring so will you be will you be submissive enough to literally let god teach you so that you come out wise listening heeding to wise counsel from the counselor our master our teacher jesus christ Amen. And so these are some things that, you know, decisions that have to be made within the life of every believer, the life of every person. And I can tell you, I can tell you 100% without a shadow of, of doubt that he, Jesus, is the most incredible, incredible uh, dis, the, he and deciding to follow him has been the most incredible decision in my life. And that was you know, many, many years, over 30 years ago now, but the most incredible, most important decision that I've ever had made. And I'm sure that as you, I'm sure that as each and every one of you, yes, amen, Connie, each and every one of you, um, if, 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 if we had an ability to have you speak to this, you would say the same thing. Because you've seen, you've tasted of his goodness. You know how good he is. You know his loving kindness. He's the same. That's right. Yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, Yolanda. Absolutely. His, Abba, his words are life. They're water to a thirsty soul. Amen. His words are. And so, it's so incredible. So as we keep ourselves saturated in the word of God, we're literally saturated, right? If you're saturated in something, you're going to spill out whatever it is that you're saturated in. So as we keep ourselves saturated in the word of God, what comes out of you when you're squeezed is the word. What comes out of you when things are difficult is, is, a, is a consistent uh, walk that says you are steadfast and you will not be, you're, you're not going to be shaken and you're not going to be easily moved. Immovable. She scared me. <laughs> Immovable. Can you close that door, baby? Completely steadfast in him. So our master, our teacher, our owner, Jesus Christ, the lover of our soul, of our souls. And here she is. She just woke up. Can you say good morning to everyone? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, she literally just woke up and decided to come and join us. What a great way to start off your morning, baby girl. I know you just woke up and I know you just came into the room here. Um, everyone is saying good morning and hello to you, sweetie, online. Um, you see, you can read the comments right there. See, hi, Abby. Hi, beautiful Abby. See, good morning, Abigail. Um, Karen, let me go back and look at your question earlier. I didn't, I don't think I, I, I don't think I caught that question. Let me go back and find it. And as I do, I was going to ask you, Abigail, um, would you ask the Lord what scripture you can give to these people today that are online right now? Okay. Thank you, baby girl. You do that well. And as soon as you get that scripture, Lord, we thank you for giving her that scripture that you have for her, for these, for everyone online today. All right. So Karen question let's see and we'll see a question Karen maybe you can restate it copy paste it or someone can do so I don't see the question Karen oh here it is okay I have a question Karen says do you think it is evil or a familiar spirit to spirit a familiar spirit to hurt 
that people cannot or do not know about. Is that why the apostles could not? Okay, I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. Do you think it's evil or familiar spirit link to hurt that people cannot or do not know about? Okay, the disciples, and then you said, is that why the apostles could not cast them out? Okay, the disciples couldn't cast out the spirit because of their of their unbelief. So I'm not sure the beginning part of your, maybe you can rephrase it. Um, if you think it's an evil spirit link that people cannot or do not know about. I'm not quite sure what you mean. You mean, you mean, um, if, if somebody is not aware that something is a spirit, and then of course they're not going to cast they're not going to cast it out because they're not aware it's a spirit. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, ignorance um, keeps people blind. You know, if they're ignorant of something, it'll keep them blind in that area, right? Um, so I'm not sure if that's your actual question. But for the second part, it was their unbelief that uh, the disciples couldn't, couldn't cast out. And that's Jesus rebuked them because of their unbelief. Oh, okay. Is it a blinding spirit? Is it a blinding spirit? Um, yes, blinding spirits and many other things, uh, you know, um, they blind you from the truth. Yep, they blind you from the truth. Um, there's a lot of things that are that are in effect. It's not just a blinding spirit, but, it, you know, it definitely could be a deaf and dumb spirit, right? Um, keeping you in a place where you just cannot see what is right there. Many times it's a spirit of witchcraft that comes upon an individual and it brings confusion and chaos and, and they can't even think straight. So it really does take discernment to be able to know what spirit is in effect at any given point in time. And most of the time, it's not just one. It's a combination, right? And a lot of times demon spirits are, they come in groups, you know, in clusters, you know, like they are familiar to one another. So like, um, you know, spirits of anger, you know, would be in a grouping with anger, um, hatred, murder, strife, contention, unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, um, judgment, judgment. So they come in groupings many times. So it's not even just one spirit. Many times it's a lot and it, they all have a familiarity about them, you know, but it's like misery loves company. So they will have more than one and they just kind of bring their friends. It's like, you know, show me who you know show me your friends and I'll show you who you are right so they kind of can group together they're not identical but they are definitely you can see a fine line that literally strings them together which is what they have in common what do they have in common but that demonic spirit okay so Mary is saying makes sense okay yeah so a blinding spirit absolutely because, you know, anytime the enemy wants to do something, he's going to try to blind you from seeing it. But it's not just blinding. It's going to bring deception. It'll bring confusion. Um, you know, many sometimes it's apathy. People forget about apathy. Just that not having that, that vigor, not having the lack of the absence of the, the power of the fire, the boldness, you know, and so they just, they're kind of apathetical, right? So they're just kind of, oh, it's okay, whatever, you know, no, it's not okay. And it's not just whatever, you know, we must have the strength of God say, Lord, causing me to burn for you, like cause me to see the things you want me to see and to respond in the way you want me to respond. So that spirit of unbelief will plague people and we have to command that spirit of unbelief or fear is a big one too. We command that spirit of fear and unbelief belief to go and to be removed from 
you and from the layers of your soul, right? And then you obviously, you ask the Lord discernment wise as to what else may be going on so that you can take authority over those things. Okay, Mary says, do you have to name them or else the ones not named will will still remain? You know, um, I never let it become a letter of the law, like, oh, I have to name each and every one of them or else it's not going to work, you know, because the authority is what is what is what is at work here, right? Your authority in Christ. So it's good to name the ones that you are aware of, but it's also good to remember that the power of God in you is the power and authority to cast them out, whether you call them by name or not. It's the authority of who you know who you are in Christ, the authority of Jesus in you. So if you know them by name, or you, or you think you know them by name, cast them out by name. But then realize that every single demon that may be there must come out. It's your, it's the power and the authority in you. So like I said, I never make it a, like a, this science, like a religious science, you know, gets into religiosity, but I definitely, I definitely, um, uh, you know, we have to let the Holy Spirit lead us. And so yes, the anointing breaks the yoke. And then how do you keep them away? You know, walking a holy life keeps them away. You know, sin is what brings things. Not just sin. Sin brings, definitely sin brings things. But also the devil, you know, will, will try to find a loophole. So, but, you know, like fear. People, people seem to forget that fear is actually a sin, right? So, like, something as simple as, oh my gosh, I was fearing or I, I got fearful, you know. Well, that is an open door. You know what I mean? It's an open door. And then people wonder why they got plagued with sickness, with disease, or when you do something that God has not asked you to do, and then you, you expect God to bless it. Well, you are, that's a sin church. And that literally brings in demonic spirits, brings sickness, brings disease, right? It literally will bring in demonic spirits because you're out of the will of God. You didn't even ask him, or you did ask him and you decided to do what you wanted to do anyway. That's flat out rebellion, right? So, you, you know, these things bring they, they bring consequences, you know? Um, and so how do we get rid of them? Okay, well, we repent. We repent. And then we cast them out. And we tell the Lord we're sorry and we're gonna, and we're gonna be more mindful next time of the way we walk. Because there's a submission of holiness that leads to purity, leads to life, godly life, a good life, a blessed life, right? And then there is doing it your own way and not being submissive to the Lord and not heeding his counsel, which we're talking about the master, our teacher today, not heeding his counsel. And then of course, what comes about there, but, but the way of a fool, heartache, curses, trouble, sickness, disease, lack, losses, losses of every kind, right? So I hope that that answered, um, your, your questions. Mary says, then, then the demons know you by the Spirit of God. Oh, yes. They definitely know you by the Spirit of God. And the more authority, the more holy that you walk, the more authority that you carry, the more they know you. Mm-hmm. Those are great questions. Do you have a, a scripture for us now? Come sit yeah. up. Okay, she has a scripture for us. Okay, go ahead, sweetie. That's the scripture. Be strong and brave. I, that's God, will be with you everywhere you go. Joshua 1 9. Amen. That's right. And that's a great way of, of um, ending our teaching today. Be strong and brave. He says, I, that's God, will be with you everywhere you go. Joshua 1 9. 
<laughs> Thank you, Karen. Um, she's so sweet. Um, yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. It just brings that, you know, no matter what, you're going to be strong, you're going to be brave. Listen, everyone, you know, you mess up, whatever, but you get it right. You get it right. Like I mentioned fear and everything. That That's not to bring con condemnation to anyone. That's just to bring realization. Like, we need to guard that. If that's an area, if that's a repeated area, you go, wow, that kind of seems to be like an area where I have to be mindful, you know? Um, I'm seeing a pattern there. I need to be mindful in that with that area. Well, that's great because you're aware of it. And when you're aware of something, then you can do something about it, right? So ignorance is not bliss. So when you're aware of something, you can do something about it. So it's good that you know not to condemn yourself and beat yourself up over it because then you're letting the enemy do that to you. God doesn't bring condemnation. He'll bring conviction, but not condemnation. Condemnation does not come from God. The, the devil brings condemnation. The devil tells you you're bad, you're terrible, you're never going to change, you're never going to, it's, oh, you know, and makes you feel guilt and horrible, like just constantly, right? That's the devil's workings. God doesn't bring that to you. He says, okay, now that you know, you're aware, okay, let's, let's get up, let's do it, let's, let's do it again, let's try it again, right? Seven times your righteous man will fall, seven times he rises back up. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Yeah, watch the patterns. Exactly. Watch the patterns. Amen. Father, we thank you for what you have done today. Jesus, you are our master. You are our teacher, our owner. And we thank you that because you teach us all things. And your Holy Spirit says, I will teach you all things. You know, put, bring back to memory even, to our remembrance, things we need to know. So I bless, I bless them today. I thank you, Lord God, that they walk, Lord God, with a circumspect circumspectly they walk lord with an understanding of we want to seek your will and do your will father so i bless them father god and i know that the word which is alive which you said i am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father except for through the son in joshua in john uh, 14 6 i thank you lord god that your word is alive and because of it lord god we are alive in you and you're continually show us the way to go so i bless them in jesus name amen amen Amen. That's right. All right. God bless you all. I will see you uh, tomorrow morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.